three, two, one. Good. All right, and we are live with the first off the tee podcast, episode number two. It is Thursday morning at 5.30 a.m. Welcome, guys, to uh, the podcast, the 18-minute podcast where we review everything golf, anything from the PGA to general golf talk. Uh, I'm your host, Robbie Vanek, hosted by my father, Bob, also known as Doug. Nice. Um, Good morning, everybody. Welcome, Doug. All right, um, off the bat, so last last episode on Monday, 18 minutes long, we thought we were going to have to figure out how we fill the time, and next thing we know, we're going through the episode, not even halfway through the agenda, and we almost <laughs> ran out of time. So, <laughs> So, 18 minutes does go quick, which is good. Because I'm thinking, wow, what are we going to talk about, man? You can just breeze through that. But, you can yeah. just go. So anyway, so today let's jump right into it. Um, 3M um, Open mm-hmm. starting today. Um, what are your thoughts, feelings? Who are you, who are you picking for? Yeah, this I mean, so uh, um, you know, I was uh, reviewing uh, last week and uh, uh, looking who was playing, and I was listening to some comments and. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, looking at the field this morning, trying to find out the, you know who's in there. So, uh, um, I'm, I, I, I always I'm a big um, Paul Casey fan. Always like Paul Casey. He hasn't played top notch lately, but you know uh, last year he had a couple of good. So for me, my pick, I'm actually going out of the box with Paul Casey to be up there, and then uh, my second, I'll take two picks is uh, Tony Finau. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah, been I, hot lately. I think you know. I, you mentioned him in the last podcast. I, I think he, he just, you know, he just didn't have a great day. It was a tough day uh, for everybody. Um, you know, other than that, I see you know Brooks is around, but he, you know, he's still nursing. The, he's got that uh, leg problem, right? You know, so he, uh, even... <clears throat> William Hill has Brooks Kepka as the second favorite to win, only behind Dustin Johnson. Mm. So, mm. DJ's at ten to one. Kepka's at twelve to one. Finau fourteen to one. Oh, all right. So, so Finau's and actually, Paul Casey twenty five to one, right up there with those guys. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of who I'm picking. Um, you know, I, uh, we're big Brooks fans, so I'd yeah. like to see him do well. But I think he's uh, injured, and he's just not uh, playing uh, up to where he can play. But uh, I think this you know, is par for Brooksy, though. He doesn't care about these little tournaments. <laughs> He waits for the major to come around, and then he turns it on. In his prime, yeah, yeah, yeah. I he, believe it. I mean, just that that injury, just I think is. He gets. It seems like he just gets fired up when he almost needs to be pissed off. I know. Too. Like he needs somebody <laughs> to piss him off to like get him laser focused. Uh, I agree. We saw I it agree. last year um, when Shambly. What was uh, that guy's name? Yeah, uh, Brandall. Brandall from the Golf Channel made some comments or something. Yeah, Kepka tweeted a picture of, of, of the announcer with a clown nose on his face. <laughs> Just like he was so pissed off. I guess the guy said, we don't know if Kepka's tough or not. And and that one comment just pissed him off. Yeah, I mean, I, I was watching that a little bit and it was, um, you know, it was after Brooks, I think won even you know, the second U.S. Open and, and he still wasn't giving him the credit. Yeah. Because he was talking that the courses weren't as, as hard as somebody. And then finally he wins the third one or whatever, whatever he did. They finally gave in and said, oh yeah, maybe he is. Right. Good. I mean, Kepka won two majors last year. Yeah. Should have should have won the Masters, yeah. but he fell apart and Tiger won. Yeah, yeah, and then he could have won. I think it was the Players Championship when Gary Woodland, him and Gary Woodland, were neck and neck. Yeah. On Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, he won two Masters and was in 
heavy contention for the you other two two, 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 uh, two, two, uh, um, two majors. majors yeah, 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 yeah. He was right there. So uh, it's I'm, funny because to me, it seems like ten years ago. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> really? I'm like, wow. That was last year. You know, because of he, that. Yeah. That's why I'm a a, a Kepka fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I want to move move along. I have a yeah. funny article that I found. Mm. Get ready for this. The cat, this caddy, mm. who was scheduled to be caddying for one of the players this weekend, mm. qualifies for the f- to actually play and has better odds of winning than the guy he was going to caddy for. No way. Yep. <laughs> so, Aaron Crawford, who's the caddy for Martin Trainer on Monday, qualified for the tournament, and he <laughs> his odds are seven fifty to one, and. Um, Martin Trainer, the golfer, is mm. one thousand one twenty-five to one. Uh. <laughs> so, how, and, and you know what? I I can only imagine that that makes it even harder for the golfer on Monday now having to scramble and look for a new caddy. Mm. Your partner, who you've been training with and you're ready for, even just mentally, mm. you know, now you're it's a switch up. You have somebody new, and yeah. you're actually competing against your caddy. Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> Kind of a funny little article that I came across. That is funny. I just don't know the demog- uh, the um, relationship between um, a, a player who's ranked that l- low and their caddies. You know, sometimes it's, you come to the course and here's your caddy. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just not that in tune to it. But that is pretty funny. If I um, if I remember correctly, he actually won this tournament last year. He's the he's the returning champ. Oh, really? Yeah. I believe so. It, it seems like the field um, is uh, uh, not so robust, right? So that you know, if if a few of the top players don't play so well, and uh, if somebody from uh, you know from a little bit lower has a, has a good um, a good uh, a week, they, they can they can take it, you know. Uh, but I'm st- I'm sticking with uh, Casey Ke- and and Fino. Oh, that stinks. Uh, what is it? All uh, right, we're going to finish this episode audio only. Yeah, that's I, fine. I think the camera just cut out. Um, not a big deal. We'll go audio yeah. only. Yep, yep. For the last uh, 11 minutes of the podcast. Mm. Who are you, who are you so, thinking? Uh, my picks, I'm going with Kepka and Xander Shoffley. Um, is Xander's in the field? Because I, I, ch- I, I, I don't know. I don't want you to waste any time, but I was looking for Xander. I didn't think You didn't I, see him? I didn't think I saw him, so I, 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 and I was like, yeah, where's Xander? Um, because, like I said, uh, um, it's, not, it's not like we're living and breathing this all day long. We get up and we think about some golf, and um, I don't know. You're if, right. He may not be playing. I just haven't seen him, but I... Um, he's you always... Know. You know he's always you, my fan. You are a big Xander I'm a big Joffley fan. He, yeah, he's... He's good. Yeah. And I like his story, too. His father's his coach. He yeah. never, doesn't have a professional coach. It's just father's son who just mm-hmm. made it to the league... Yeah, and uh, he hustles. He, he, to me, he's a gamer. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, he's, he's a good. Gamer. He can, you know. He, I'll tell you who I'm not picking, Matt Wolf. I don't do. I don't <laughs> like. I, I just hate his swing. Oh, it bothers me. It really does. <laughs> Is he one that has like that? That he gives that little. Uh, he like pitch does at this the jerk motion. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? I mean, um, uh, you know, maybe you know, it's something that you probably don't want to try to emulate. But uh, man, if it works, if <laughs> I always remember the story, the guy, the guy goes and gets his a swing changed, and the, and the guy's hitting it down the middle every time. He goes, well, "What the hell are you going to change your swing for? <laughs> Why do you want to emulate? Something? If you can put it down the middle every time, just do it." You know? Yeah. Uh, 
I, I can't I can't get behind it. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go along with you and take Finau. I like Finau. Yeah, yeah, I know. You you he, you he, always... he was actually in contention in the Masters last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. that's when he kind of went on notice for me. That's when I I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, um, yeah, I like his story too. He had a yeah. couple of little stories. You know, he came from uh, you know uh, from nothing and uh, a. a, 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 a Vagabond set of clubs that he used to play with when he was junior, and he he beat these guys up. So that that was pretty good. That, that story that I read. All right, I want to move along yeah. to um, last week's episode. Kaz, a former employer of mine, now lives in Florida. He he left an awesome comment. He agreed with us. You mm-hmm. should put everything out. There should be no pickups. Um, so shout out, Kaz. We're with you, buddy. Let's uh, yeah, we put everything in. Yeah, but. He brought up a good point. He said, hey, possible topic for the next round. He goes, I was playing with, with my buddy, and he had a great putt for birdie. Um, he hit the ball. The ball rolled in and popped out. And we didn't, we didn't know how to score. He goes, I don't know if it was because of the shallowness of the hole due to the COVID little protectors down there. He mm-hmm. goes, have you experienced this? Um, and how would you approach this with your putt everything rule? So I think what he's talking about is... In the age of COVID, they have a little, almost like a foam noodle, mm-hmm. uh, like a pool noodle, yeah. just maybe three inches uh, in the bottom of the cup so that the ball doesn't sit too deep in the cup. Yeah. Um, that way you don't need to pull the pin. You, hopefully you could just touch your ball and not anything else. Just, right. Just to avoid touch points. So the way we've been, we've been playing it is, it's a judgment call. Yeah. If you slam the ball... And it and it hits the pin. You can't sit there and be like, "Oh, if the phone wasn't there, it would have went in." Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you it it has to be a close call. If it's a nice roll and it looks like it would have died right mm-hmm. in at the hole, but bounces out. I mean, you, generally you're close enough to say, "Hey, that hit the foam." That, that would have went in, hit the foam. I agree with you. If you if you pound it and uh, it hits the foam and then you're you're five feet away, you're like, "Dude, that would have never went in anyway." But uh, again, that's a judgment call. That's what golf is about, and you know, I, I, I'd hate to get so technical with that, especially amateurs that we yeah. play. I mean, what, what are you talking? You got you got ten thousand dollars on the line. You're playing skins for this. <laughs> You're playing for bragging rights. So, uh, you know, uh, you discuss it. We had that issue with you, I, and Tom, where I thought it hit the foam, and you guys didn't think it uh, it did, and I was like, that's legit. So, so maybe. Um, either everybody really pay attention to everybody else's putts, or if you don't care, you just let um, you let that person who took the putt decide whether it, it was the foam or not. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, it's gonna happen a little bit. So it's, that that was funny. That was a good comment. Thank you, Kyle. Like that. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah, that was cool. Um, all right, moving along. We have seven minutes left. I think that's the perfect amount of time to talk mm. about our last topic, which is mental focus on the course. So I had played two days ago on Tuesday, mm. and. Um, I'm kind of caught in the middle because I like the idea of putting your practice in off the course, working on specific things, thinking about a specific technique that you're trying to work on mm-hmm. off the course. And then when you get on the course, it's nice to just let muscle memory take over and kind of get in the zone. And no, don't be too technical about on yourself. You just want to hit the ball. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, I've played 26 times since March 1st, and I feel like I'm in the zone. I feel like I'm letting muscle memory take over, but 
on Tuesday, it was almost too much. I almost felt like lackadaisical and mm-hmm. I wasn't like taking dead aim mentally. I wasn't focused on anything. I was just like hitting the ball. And about right after the turn, maybe holes 10, 11, 12, I've, I kind of blacked out. Mm. I was just like in a fog. I'm like, I'm just hitting the ball, yeah. not really thinking of being focused. And I think it comes down to I'm too, I'm too much. Um, I'm letting muscle memory take over too much. And mm. uh, I'm wondering if, you, if you've experienced that, what your thoughts are and is yeah. there any way so, I can fix that? So uh, um, from my experience, and I've been playing golf a lot longer than you, and uh, um, I've been through the same thing, though the mental focus of the game has been heightened to an extreme awareness for me for over the last month. But prior to that, I, I would be, I think I was in the same realm as where you are. You're, you're out there, you're, you're trying to enjoy the game, you're trying to uh, stay focused on it, but, uh, you know, and then finally, you're thinking about uh, next uh, next day's work, uh, you know, at work or whatever, next project's coming up. So it's, it's a tough um, thing to do. And from what I'm hearing, what you're saying, um, there's a balance. There's a balance between your technical, what do I need to do, my muscle memory, and how much of um, a zen um, uh, uh, focus can you be on each particular shot. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it's something you need to find. It's something you need to find, and it can change day to day. I mean, we talk about what's your, what's your favorite uh, Beatles song this week. Uh, you know, it, it can change day to day. You don't have just one. Yeah. So and, and same with the golf. Uh, uh, you know, if you're in that zone and that's working for you, great. It worked for you for nine holes, but kind of. But maybe you, so you just weren't there yet. So yeah, yeah you, you you have to play with it a little bit. Um, I know it was a pretty hot day out there too. That could have been something to do with it. <laughs> it was hot. But I mean, so I look back. We we only got sixteen holes in, so we didn't get a hole eighteen. But mm. I did score eleven points. I had one birdie, a couple pars, and a, a bunch of bogeys. Now eleven points is great because I'm looking at my scores. From last year, I was averaging four points per nine. Yeah. So 11 points in 16, and I'm like kicking myself. I'm like, I should have had more because I know mm. that I mentally lost focus. And I, I, I know I could have scored more. And right, it really, right. I think I'm kicking myself because of my goal to score 18 points through 18 holes. Mm. Like, I want that to happen. I will yeah. make that happen this year. But to truly do that, I got to be focused. Because that with that round, let's say I did finish those last two holes if we had enough time 11 points through 16 i'm right there yeah that's that's like a little tweak Mm. a little bit more focus and i'm i'm there i'm I'm looking at 18 points right Uh, right. like you said to keep that focus for 18 it's 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 tough i guess it's part of the game right that's that's yeah that is part of the mental side we're talking our little hacking around can you imagine imagine being on a professional tour although you know, we see it, and I've heard them talk about it, where, you know, um, the announcers and they all build it up about this putt. This is so important. Da, da, da. And, he, and and when you, when you get back to the actual player, he's like, dude, it's just a putt. I'm just playing the game. I'm putting a little ball in a white hole, a little white ball in a hole. And they're like, well, you know, it's not that much pressure that you guys are talking about. Yeah. But it's... It's all day and it's all focused on every shot, so it's mentally draining. So <laughs> I can imagine, especially with the PGA, that that's something that blows my mind. You watch 
four days worth of of playing. Mm. And then on Sunday, it comes down to sometimes, oftentimes, it's one stroke. One stroke? It's one stroke, maybe two strokes. And I'm like, there's so much pressure on like the 18th on Sunday. Right. But the first hole on Thursday is, it holds equal weight. It yes. has equal weight. Right. And that, I mean, to be in that mindset for those guys that are playing, that has got to be a hurdle. To be in that zone and play that well, it's just unbelievable. It really is like you know. I tend to think about it even more because we're talking and and, and having a discussion about it. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> like you say, and they're playing four days plus they're practicing. You know, we get out once a week, twice a week. Or, you know, and you can't you can't keep focus for eighteen holes. I, I know. I mean, look, they they live and breathe it, but it yeah. has to be draining. I was even thinking about this. How about the guys? that don't miss the cut. Mm. Guys that, that that consistently make the cut, they're playing mm. four days a week consistently. Now they may take a, um, a tournament off here or there, but they right. want to play. Mm. They want to score the points. They want to make money, right? When they, when they finish, they're, make, they're making money. So it's a big cost for them to not play. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. so you have some guy who's making the cut. He wants to play. He's Playing golf four days a week, plus they practice on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking five. He only has two days of break. He has to travel, acclimate to a new city. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, look, it's not easy. I can't <laughs> imagine it being easy. It's yeah. probably a great life to live. They're getting paid an enormous amount of money to play the game we love. Yeah, if you're, if you're up there. That's why they're the best. They can, I guess they can keep that mental focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's, pretty, that's pretty amazing. Well, we have 13 seconds left. Um, um, you know what? The, the the video cut out, but it's not the end of the world. Um, we will uh, will adjust, improvise, adapt, and overcome. We'll post the the full podcast mm. on. Let's kill this. Yeah, no, that sounds pretty good. One comment I wanted to make. I think you, you just mentioned it uh, um, quickly. Is my name is Bob, and you call me Doug. And it, it, I, I caught it when I reviewed the last uh, episode. I'm like. Maybe next episode you can explain why you call me Doug, and I answer to it. Well, I think we're out of time. We will save that for Monday morning. First off the tee, episode number three, we will kick it off with why I call you Doug. Excellent. All right, guys. Uh, Good luck to everybody at the 3 a.m. open, and we will catch everybody on Monday morning at 5.30 a.m. Take care, guys. All right, bye.